Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Break the truth! Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Anakbula, and thank you for joining us for episode 25. Uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing James Bond. Um, so we are going to be going into spoilers uh, for No Time to Die. So if you haven't seen that movie yet, you might want to download this episode, save it for later, and come back until you do so. If you've seen the movie or you're not worried about spoilers, stick around as we go into it. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, James Bond and the future of James Bond and what we would do next with the character. Um, so joining me on today's show um, are series regulars. We have Lee, Sasha and Neil. And uh, coming back from a little bit of an absence, we have Greg. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing well, doing well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to? Because you've been uh, absent a little while. You've been mega, big, mega busy. What have you been up to? I, I've um, I've been working as a production manager on a on a theatre show that um, called The Haunting of Hill House. So just lots of crazy effects to do, sound effects and weird things that move and shit that goes bump in the night. So I've just been really busy with that. But the show is finished for now, so I get to uh, relax and enjoy myself again. So. Fantastic. Um, and Neil, what have you been up to? <laughs> Decorating my house. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? Uh, it's, it's not as fun as, as it might seem on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Sasha, you're getting prepared to go on a holiday, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, going to the States. A well-deserved break, well-deserved. Uh, Lee, what have you been up to? Uh, pretty boring, to be fair. Uh, just working. Um, I'm in security, so... Um, could build up to Christmas now. It's yeah, everyone wants alarms and cameras and mm. you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, work's been so busy at the moment. Right. Because okay. I literally just managed to sit down now and do this. this <laughs> right, maybe something to pimp at the end of the show. So uh, again, spoiler warning, no time to die. We see the end of the Daniel Craig James Bond franchise. Uh, I can't see him coming back. Um, so if he, he's uh, pretty much gone via a huge explosion via missiles at the end. Um, if he does come back, that's going to be some cheap ass trick and movie to, to, to try and switch that around. So, um, do you think that was his choice? Yeah. Daniel Craig. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I think he saw the last one with the last one. I don't think he was, you know, planning on coming back. I think they persuaded him because I don't think really Spectre really kind of lit the world on fire it didn't do as well as it thought and they're like don't want to kind of go out on that dampener and i think you know once kind of the reviews came in the feedback he didn't perform as well as the others he's probably thinking you know skyfall was received really well maybe we need to go out with a big bang and i think they just persuaded him to come back for one more they felt yeah. there's more of his story to tell kind of wrap up that storyline because you know the main thing about Daniel Craig's James Bond is there's a storyline going from Casino Royale all the way to the end, mm -hmm. which you don't normally get in those movies. You get some hints through it, but this is like a very much a continuation of the whole story. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think maybe one of the conditions of it coming back was like, you know, 
can we do this? Because, you know, we haven't seen Bond die on screen before. Mm. And, you know, it's like, it's going to stop people asking the questions. I'm totally mm. out. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, so obviously we're going to talk about James Bond and what next. And so first of all, before I touch on, you know, reboots, does anybody see the franchise continuing in the fashion it is now with the current existing cast and just bringing in a new, new 007? Has anybody contemplated that or has everyone thought fresh reboot? I thought about it for maybe like 45 seconds. I thought, you know, <laughs> having, uh, I can't remember what her character's name was, but the, the new 007, um, I think it's, is it Lashana Lynch? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I, I mean, I personally would watch like a spy film franchise with her as the lead, mm-hmm. but she just know me, her character. Yeah, I would, I would watch a film with her in as the lead, but I'd watch a film, not a film franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I, I really and truly, I think, <clears throat> how can I put it? I think. You you can't really continue with this iteration of the character, or like this iteration of of the cast. The way the cast is, it's very, it's very kind of like um, in its own sphere. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. So you don't see just a, like a new agent coming in and them all carrying on in their previous roles. No, no. Anybody else contemplate keeping the original cast? Whether. Um, Lashana Lynch continued in that role and we had her as a main female or she was just another agent and we had a new character come in. Obviously, it wouldn't be a James Bond, but does it need to be James Bond or is it just 007? Um, I mean, I personally, I think it's a shame that they, they went that way just because I, I think that it would have been nice for this cast. I, I think that what Ray Fiennes is, a, is an excellent M. Obviously, Judy Dent mm. is, is absolutely excellent. Um, I like the money penny. I like the queue. I like all that. So it's a shame that they have very much killed off Bond. And as you said, that if you were to bring him back from the, the dead as such, it would be a little bit cheapened as such. So, so yeah, I think it's a shame. I think they have kind of forced themselves into a corner. They have to reboot now, but I don't really care about seeing a younger Bond or a new Bond. It wouldn't make sense. It would cheapen um, the creative control of the, um, the, beginning of Casino Royale and stuff of him earning his stripes if they then went mm-hmm. and had a very younger version already killing people. So I think they've kind of painted themselves into a corner and I think it's a crying shame basically. So Did okay. you see a body though? You didn't and so no, we, we didn't. <laughs> I barbecue no body wrapped in <laughs> And that's where that's where that's where you get the next film and it starts <laughs> off as the rockets are coming and we get it we get it from a different angle and yeah. but that's never going to happen. Into a yeah. submarine yeah. The fire yeah. blows but, but up that's as far as, into the sea. <laughs> yeah, but that's as far as how I've thought about it. I've thought about it two ways, okay, if you were to keep the current cast. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly as I described, he miraculously, from a different angle, whoever they get to direct and write, well, probably be one of their usual writers, to come up with the miraculous way. Um, maybe, maybe he gets some scarring, needs plastic surgery, and there we go. There's the new Bond. <laughs> That's that. pretty much how I they started. I, the I original know everyone's groaning, but I'm throwing, no. I'm throwing everything, I'm throwing everything and the kitchen sink here if they were to keep the cast. But most evidently, 
I would say you either do a prequel to Skyfall or a sequel to Skyfall, depending on your love for Judy Dench, mm-hmm. either way. And then finally, give us a James Bond film with Daniel Craig, because you get the first two films where he isn't 007 yet. He's still very much earning his stripes at the very mm-hmm. beginning pre, pre-007 career. Then mm-hmm. you've got Skyfall where he retires. Well, not retires, but he's kind of gone in the first like 10, 10 minutes of the movie and mm-hmm. then is reinstated, but he's supposed to be this great agent who we've never seen actually enjoy his day job as a double O. Then yeah. we get to Spectre where realistically, even though he does all those James Bond things, it's a story about him falling in love with Madeline. And then mm-hmm. it brings us to No Time to Die, where he's dealing with heartache and heart loss. You know what I mean? He doesn't shag a girl. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do most of the things, your stereotypical Bond film. He hasn't mm-hmm. done... But when people ask, who's your favourite 007? I like Craig because he's a very different James Bond, and I've enjoyed mm-hmm. a few of his movies... However, mm-hmm. I can't compare him to any other James Bond because he's never played the role. In my we've never opinion. seen Prime Bond from him, have we? Yeah, we've never, we've never seen, seen Bond in his prime doing a mission, enjoying himself. He's gone. Um, he's from newbie to retired, and we kind yeah, of missed exactly missed from A to Z. Yeah, peak. So, oh. so if 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 they were to do that and have it be part of this, it would have to be Daniel Craig. It would. Have. It can't be. It, it, you know, it can't be anyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, it would. Ha- you'd have to pick either before or after, depending on your. You know whether you want Judy Dench back. Mm-hmm. You know which I wouldn't mind, but do you know what I mean? Like she's getting on <laughs> yeah. a bit. She'd have to look how she did pre pre uh, mm-hmm. Skyfall. You know, it's probably mm-hmm. easier to go pre post that. But I mean, um, you know, I know Craig's out i know that the producers haven't well they say they haven't thought about the next bond and they said that last time as well and the time before <laughs> they that will uh, she's made herself she barbara broccoli has made herself perfectly clear <laughs> that she hasn't thought about bond and that craig is her bond um even now kind of thing it's something that they're going to look at next year to think of the bigger picture with the merger with amazon so you know what does Amazon want? Do they want a new bond or do they want to throw all the money on a safe bet? There's loads of factors here. One thing is for sure. I think Craig is done. I think everyone can agree with that. He's Mm -hmm. reiterate this all the time, but then Mm -hmm. so was Connery and he never said never again. (laughs) It all depends on circumstances and (laughs) stuff like that. And so did Moore. You got to understand Roger Moore quit like three times and kept, you know, mm-hmm. he, something always drew him back in. So it's not a pattern we've never seen before with the James Bond. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll have to see. I very much doubt it will be Daniel <clears throat> Craig, and I think it will be a reboot because yeah. that was very a very bold way to end it. To to yeah. do what I've suggest would go back on that. I think. Um, uh, and, but then and, again, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that would just take something yeah. away from it completely. So you know, similar like how. Yeah. Um, uh, what they do with Black Widow, like you and Marvel, is like you, uh, she's gone, and now you're kind of bringing her back and going through that whole process again. It cheapens yeah. that kind of movie, and it's just yeah, I don't think it's something that we want to see. Um, I personally don't. Yeah, Lee, what thoughts? Can you continue with this, or are you just like, nah, time for a change? Me? Mm-hmm. 
Right, yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's yeah time for a change. Yeah, I mean, I did like the cast, but I think without Daniel Craig and Bond and introducing a new character, I just think you'd be missing something. Yeah. Obviously, because they've built up these characters and Bond's been the focus, focal point of that. So, um, I think it'd always be missing something. And, um, yeah. So I do think it, it does need a change. Um, did you want my ideas? Well, so yeah, let's, let's kind of talk about that. So I suppose there's, there's really kind of two ways that we can go. Maybe there's more. I haven't thought about it. So one is we do a reboot and we go back to James Bond, like we say, earning his stripes and becoming Bond. Now, Craig was kind of the first one to do that because all the other Bonds pretty much picked up where the other ones left off. They're Bond, they got their missions, they go off and go. So all those Bonds, we kind of got prime Bonds. So we either got that or we, yeah, we just say, look, this is our new Bond. He's been around for a few years now. This, he's going on a mission. Just get on with it. Um, I think that studios like a origin story now to be able to set up franchises. There's not very many where you go into it uh, you know, Spider-Man, for example, is one which they did, you know, with the MCU. It's like, we're not going to get to reteach the origin story again. It's not important. We're going to go with the character. But pretty much every other character in movies, you're going to get that kind of build up to say who they are, why they are, and this is why they're here. So, yeah, Lee, do you see yourself doing a reboot from scratch and having a young Bond, younger Bond earning stripes? Or are you just like, it's Bond, it doesn't matter, we're going straight into it? Well, I had a couple of ideas. I mean, I would like to see an origin story, but like a timepiece from like back in the, in the fifties, like the original, like, you know, bonds and, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, his parents died, whether there's circumstances around that, mm -hmm. you know, how he went into his train, how he got into the system and, you know, sort of done an origin. Now, how that's done, I say maybe as a, as a one-off, it'll just be, I think I'd just quite like to see that because I've been a big fan of Bond, you know, over the years. I've loved the films, used to love, I mean, probably not so much now because Bond has been, you know, there's been so many other characters now like Bourne and that that's been sort of, maybe based on bonds mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of competition out there now so but i mean back in the day i used to couldn't wait for a bond movie to come out you yeah. know you got the, the villains were always really cool and mm -hmm. you know stunts and and storylines so were, much of it was practical great. back in the day as well you know yeah so i would quite like to see like an origin like back back in the day so would you but, set would um, you set bond in a different time period would you have him like modern day or actually would you set bond in the 60s or 70s and actually just go Right back well, and just have it a different style. Sort of for the for the more like the younger generation, I think Bond does need a, like a kickstart, and um, I would probably do more of a like a modern day mm -hmm. origin story and mm -hmm. start the franchise again. And I would <laughs> I would go with a a JBU, a James Bond universe, and okay. I would in, I would introduce all of like the old characters, you know, like. Um, uh, you know, Scaramanga, um, you know, all the, you know, odd job, bring mm -hmm. all of these characters, uh, whether they have their own movies or not, I don't mm -hmm. know, but create a universe. And, and the other thing I would do is also introduce more double O agents. I mean, yeah. there's only like over the years, it's only been a couple of mentions of other double O agents. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, what Golden Eye is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And because Sean Bean came in as double O six, that was mm -hmm. really good. I mean, two double O. So, you know, double O agents working together on a mission. Mm -hmm. And um, it would be cool if there was, um, say, this double O academy that, you know, branched out across the world. And then you introduce these sort of younger versions of those villains. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I say, 
you're maybe you can have more cross agency it's an idea but mm -hmm. i think it'd be really cool to to say introduce all the characters that we've seen over all the years and just sort of bring them into this this new world mm -hmm. um and there's just so much you could, yeah so much you yeah. could do with that there's something there's something to be said for kind of maybe taking a little bit from like say mission impossible so if you if they are cross agency and they're working with agencies across the world you can bring other agents in from you know different countries and have a little bit of more of a him having a support network um mm -hmm. obviously it's him on the ground um but you know what i did like at the end of no time to die you know was him and nomi's character and you know that kind of works well the two of them it doesn't always have to be him solo so obviously yeah. you know, people want to see bond doing it because that's what bond does but then towards the end of the film you know um nomi's character she you know she goes off she's making sure someone's safe and then he goes on his you know one-man quest so yeah I, I like that idea that's cool mm -hmm. yeah. um Great. What about you? You know, what kind of time period would you set it and what kind of what direction would you take it? Um, I mean, I, I'm torn. My my problem is, is that you have to go, well, obviously one of two ways, which is take it to a sort of an origin story. But as much as I like the idea of that being in the 60s and stuff, I think because of the modern bonds, I think it would just be too much of a sort of a, a sort of a... A change from the modern story so I, it would have to be sort of a, a, a younger bond i i like the idea of an academy but i'm just worried it's gonna be too much like the kingsman and things like this mm -hmm. now so I'd, I'd like to see it working with maybe a couple of other double o agents and, and mm -hmm. earning their stripes but um so yeah that's one way or i'm not i'm not so much i miss the the idea of of just a modern bond movie that is like the spirit of the old ones it's a bit more fun not sort of camp and, and sort of too mm -hmm. sort of like um i don't want it to get to the point where you have you know terrible cgi surfing on icebergs and invisible cars invisible cars the end and, yeah, satellite. Satellite. Yeah. but <laughs> at the same point i think there's so much about darkness and angst in the modern ones it has to be that he spends most of his time not wanting to be an agent or in love or torn mm -hmm. and i'd like a standalone bond movie to introduce the new bonds you know um someone sort of lighter hearted and and more sort of i suppose they've got to be careful they're trying to update it so that bond is a little bit more human and, and obviously we can't go back to the sort of happy slappy days of sean connery slapping women <laughs> no, no i don't even go that human far back. and stuff so I understand the idea of trying to make it a little bit more sort of woke, but at the same point, I think, you know, a bit of fun and promiscuity and, and the good old sort of, um, some thing. good old puns. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up, I love Roger Moore. I mean, he's still one of my favorites and stuff. I think I like different bonds of different eras, but Roger Moore just made me laugh and mm -hmm. fans ability to spin a double entendre. And I think that's it. I think all, all the bonds, they, like, like Greg said, it's, if, I think every bond looking back when someone says, Oh, what's your favorite bond? It's a bit like when you look at the jokers, they, they all sort of did the right thing at the right time, maybe mm -hmm. like through yeah. different eras. I mean, Timothy yeah, Gregson no, was Daniel Craig before Daniel Craig was, he was just a little bit too early for his, you know, it, it, it's kind of like um, the Back to the Future quote, you know, you, you're not ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it because Timothy Dalton was Daniel Craig was before Daniel Craig was. But yeah, yeah I mean, I just, yeah, I think a, a standalone Bond movie, something, you know, fun and fantastical. It doesn't have to have an underwater or a space lair or something like that, but something a bit more standalone to introduce a new Bond without this overarching sort of angsty story and, you know, sort of, 
yeah, I'd like Bond to actually be in, in the agency for a little while rather than spend his whole time not in the agency. Yeah, absolutely. Because even in Casino Royale, he quit towards the end yeah. of the movie. You know, he couldn't even make it through one movie before he quit. So <laughs> it's just like, it, it's kind of got a little bit ridiculous. But okay, so uh, Neil, what's your take? How What's what's your direction for Bond? Uh, before starting this podcast, I had a, like a very clear vision of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I will get to. But since you guys have been talking, I really liked uh, something Lee said about, you know, having like a period bond. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think, you know what? You know, I wouldn't mind seeing would be like a series of Bond films. Maybe like you have rough, like roughly say five, five, four to five films. And what you would do is each film is in a different decade. So like we mm-hmm. start Bond as like a 20 year old fresh faced agent in like at the end of like World War Two or like going into like the 1950s. Okay, and then yeah. we have one in the 60s, one in the 70s, one in the 80s, get to the 90s. And basically what we would do is when we reach, when we reach that the, the moment in time where Bond is too old to be running around as an agent, mm-hmm. have him become M. Yeah. And then you just have a film franchise where he's the guy, but he's sending people on missions. So like mm-hmm. maybe in his last film where he's an active agent, there's a young upstart who then becomes like the new 007 mm-hmm. at the end of the film. And then you have all the rest of the films in present day with that 007. Okay. That would we could have a son yeah. called James Bond Jr. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he carries on the mantle. The events is of young James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I did have a, a proper idea, mm-hmm. which was basically that... So it would be that Bond's an agent. Like, I, I don't need his origin story, but there is a bit of time manipulation in it. So Bond's mm-hmm. an agent, but he's like a sophomore. So he's not a rookie, but he's not in his prime. He's been Bond. Mm-hmm. He's been the 007, you know, let, let's say like between two and five years. Mm-hmm. And like we have him on, on a mission with, you know, like, so he's on a mission. He's not the only double O there. Mm-hmm. But maybe we have it that because I mean the nature of a double O agent, you're going on all these secret missions. Like, I ain't being funny, but not everybody's gonna have the horseshoe up their backside that Bond does. So some mm-hmm. people ain't gonna make it past the first mission. So maybe he's got a couple of rookies with him. And mm-hmm. then where it goes from there is they're on a mission and the mission goes wrong. So maybe like one or two agents die. The the rest of the of the agents there, they kind of like the young the younger ones, the ones who are mm-hmm. definitely rookies. They kind of take it and feel like it's their fault because mm-hmm. of whatever happened. But Bond, who's like he's been in this situation before, he's like, nah, it's not your fault. You know, sometimes you can do everything right and the mission still goes wrong. So like. Right. It's not your fault. Don't be so hard on yourself. <clears throat> um, and then we'll jump to like the present day, which would be 
you know, maybe, I don't know, again, between maybe two to five years later. And now Bond is in his prime. So now for like every other film in this run, he'd be in his priming and then slowly getting out of his prime. Um, people start dying off, like agents start dying off. And, you know, the, 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 the suspicion is that there's a spy inside of MI5, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, it's like, you know, M's like, right, Bond, you know, we want you to, f- to find out what's going on because mm-hmm. the only, you know, the only connection all of these agents have is a mission you led. And, you mm-hmm. know, it'll even having that maybe, like, maybe a little bit of suspicion falls on Bond or whatever. But, you know, as, as it progresses, it will turn out that of the agents who died at the, in the beginning, one of them doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And he essentially gets captured by whoever the mission was against. He gets tortured for years. Then he gets released. Well, not gets released, but he then he eventually escapes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he holds a grudge against all the people who were on the mission because of the okay. fact that he's like, you left me behind. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that kind of has elements of both GoldenEye and Skyfall in it. But I, <clears throat> what I want is I want a film that puts Bond against an agent of his caliber. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like throughout all of Daniel Craig's run, he never really got into it with someone who's like, yeah, like he got into it with people who were as smart or smarter than he was. They yeah. all had every kind of henchman under the sun. And I'm like, nah, I don't want, I don't want you having every, like all of that. No, get into a fist fight. Yeah. Right? You're James Bond. Show me you can throw hands. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I want that. And I want, because I'm like, to be honest, if, if James Bond as a character and British spy films as an entity wants to continue, you need to take a page out of, is it Christopher McQuarrie? You need to yeah. take a page out of a man's book. Cause when he did uh, mission impossible fallout, Mm-hmm. That man said, "Look, I don't care how many double O's you got. You ain't got enough." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, real. at least have that where you've got rogue agents and you've got people who have changed sides and you've got people who are just flat out out for revenge. What would happen? Mm-hmm. If, imagine a bad James Bond. Imagine mm-hmm. a villainous James Bond who's like, "Not oh, I've got henchmen to do the job." He's like, "No, no, no, no. I'm going to do it myself, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure the job's done." Okay, cool. All right. Um, Sasha, what is your take? How would you move Bond forward? Uh, I'd set in space. I'd do it in puppets with cats. And uh, have it be stop motion. And uh, maybe have a CGI villain just for something different. You can bring back Kitty Galore as a white fairy cat. Yeah, Bond will be Bond will be transsexual. He'll change sex halfway through the film, 
And, uh, yeah, that's how I do it. That's how I do it. It'll go from cat to dog as well. Because why not? <laughs> Is that not the definition of shaken, not stared? <laughs> <laughs> why not? No, um, what would I do, honestly? Um, to be honest, I'm with Lee. I take it back to the 50s or the 60s during mm-hmm. the Cold War, but done with today's kind of filmmaking standards mm-hmm. kind of thing. You don't want to, to look like how it did back then, you know, how film does back then. Um, and, yeah, that's basically what I'd do, really. I'd take it back, set in the Cold War. Would um, you have any kind of origin, or you just start him <laughs> off as Bond, he's in the position and go? A light origin, kind of like Casino Royale, maybe, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't remake Casino Royale, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I'd have him on a mission, I'd take the themes off it, mm-hmm. have him fall in love, and then th- that would be about it. There doesn't necessarily have to be a casino, mm-hmm. etc. It could just be another Bond mission. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd introduce all the characters straight away, rather than feed them in. I'd have Q for one scene, I'd have Money Penny already there. Um, I would have Felix Leiter it already there, mm-hmm. just like in Doctor No. Felix Leiter was there right at the start, mm-hmm. right at the very start. And um, the actor playing him, he was like the best. He was like the only accurate one from all all the Felix Leiters they've ever mm-hmm. had the, in the first film. It was the guy that was in uh, Hawaii Five O, the original. I've forgotten his name, right, but, okay. but yeah. Um, because, like, Felix has never... But you know what? One thing I liked about Craig Zero is that we had consistency off the cast, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. in terms of Bond supporting characters. Yeah. Especially Felix Leiter, because there's, like, about 12 <laughs> or 13 actors that have played him, and only one actor played him... Twice. Yeah. Uh, twice before. And, um, yeah. So I agree I agree with a lot of your guys' ideas that... Um, that we'd like to see everyone on the offset mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that's about it, really. I mean, like, you grow it from the beginning, mm-hmm. but obviously they'll ha- they have the rights to Spectre now, so we don't have to dilly-dally with Quanta mm-hmm. and know, actually, it's this. Spectre's there from the get-go. Yeah. You don't meet Blofeld till later on in the series, mm-hmm. and we just go through all these big bosses, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that work for him, and you hint him like Thanos, if you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of thing, like, how, you know, that, that underlying thing, maybe, you know, may, maybe they think the agency's called Octopus, mm-hmm. because that's a hint at the video game version when they couldn't use the word Spectre, mm-hmm. because the logo's an octopus, mm-hmm. you know, but branch it out. Yeah. Um, because it's his first mission. Maybe he does a mission with 006 mm-hmm. and, um, you show them as friends, as comrades. Yeah. And then later on in the series, rather than it be like, Oh, in next films, what happens there? Keep the same actor, but later mm-hmm. on film number five, even, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You show a turn. It doesn't have to be golden. Eye. Mm-hmm. It's our version of golden. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I like, I like the fifties and sixties settings. Mm-hmm. I'm not really about trying to make it fit with today's audience mm-hmm. at all. I'm very much like bond is bond, man. Like let's go back to those roots mm-hmm. and, um, just literally, you know, that, that is what will make it unique about everything else. Yeah. While everyone else is following current day trends, bonds, has a classiness of it, you know what I mean, of staying traditional, keep it traditional, mm-hmm. and um, the only thing different would be is 
having it be a period piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And I'm talking, if you're going to franchise it, franchise it for like 10 films to have it consistent, mm-hmm. some consistency. Sign your actor for that amount of time and keep him in the role for as long as Quake has done and actually have a plan of like bringing them out consistently. But think about your hierarchy on how you're going to get to Blofeld. Yeah. And then if you are going to get to Blofeld, think post-Blofeld. If you have more of a story to tell, then tell that story. If you don't, then that should be the cutoff point for the next iteration. Okay. But, but um, I'm saying 10 films because like I'm greedy, but realistically, <laughs> I'd say seven. I'd say seven films. Yeah, seven yeah. films, same as Connery, same as Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a healthy amount, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind of looked at it, and, you know, if it was me personally, I'd be quite happy to see a new James Bond. You know, the film starts, car chase, action scene, straight into it, and then he's on to his next mission. I'm fine with that because that's what I've been used to growing up, you know, just having a Bond and getting on with it. When I look at today's average cinema audience, I don't think that's necessarily going to work. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the audience prefer to be spoon-fed in a sense. I think they prefer to see it all. So I've, I wouldn't follow the books in a sense of, you know, James Bond, they've like converted books and they've made movies based on those. It's, it's completely different. It's new. It's new stories, but with the same kind of characters and threads. Okay. So the way that I kind of see it was Bond is going to be around 35. Um, so he's going to be born sort of like between 85 and 90, say. Um, good time. Be, what's that? I said good times, good times. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the way I kind of see it is, um, you know, he, you know, he loses his parents and he pretty much joins the army straight out of school. Um, and so, you know, we probably would have a young guy playing a very young James Bond from like a teenage point of view. And you're going to see him progress through the ranks. Um, he's going to end up in the Afghanistan or Iraq war leading troops. Um, so you're going to get sort of like time periods through the nineties and two thousands. And what I kind of see as um, him leading a mission, um, a covert opera- operation in Afghanistan. And as much as, you know, the population believe it to be the Taliban, they know that there is another agency, um, called Spectre, which is running the show in the background. And the Taliban is a front for that. And, you know, they're just trying to use that to manipulate money, weapons, this and the other. So they're going after this, um, this organization. Um, big blowout, loses loads of team members. Um, he's kind of the last survivor, thinks he's killed off Spectre. Because of that, then he joins like MI6 and starts, you know, coming like that. So what we do is we get to see him become Commander Bond. So to recognize that title, you need about 15 years service uh, to become commander. So then, you know, by the time he's come out of school, he's going to be in his 30s, um, you know, 32, 33, whatever it is. He moves into MI6. Basically, then his first mission is that his first mission is going to be basically Spectre has um, sort of like reemerged um, and he is leading a 40, you know, he has to go in undercover to find out X, Y and Z. And the way I kind of see it is the, the persons that he lost during that uh, f- that first battle, they end up being your different villains as part of Spectre. So they didn't mm-hmm. actually die. They saved him. Very much like Winter Soldier-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they turn him, they convert him, and um, like pretty much like GoldenEye. So this one, he's going to pretty much have a, a relationship with like uh, another 
another colleague there, but we all know that he wasn't the only one to survive. But we only have this one villain for this one piece. Um, you know, it could just be a, p- a simple piece of intel. It doesn't need to be a huge. If you take like MI3, for example, it's like a rabbit's foot. It's a MacGuffin. It doesn't really matter what it is, but it's just for that connection interaction. And basically, at the end of the movie, he has to kill this previous friend who he came out the ranks with as his second kill to complete the mission and become Bond. So by the end of the movie, he then becomes Bond. So it's very much like a Batman Begins formula. Then going on to his next mission, they said, look, here's the clue for the next mission. He opens up a case. It's a golden gun with a Spectre logo on it. So now, right, next person's going to be man with a golden gun. So that is kind of how I would do it for modern day audience. Have the complete build up and then have him become Bond at the end of it, which then launches your franchise uh, very much like Batman. And then after that, yeah, just keep those threads going. Each one is a different villain trying to get through to the main man. Um, before you have the the big blowout. Um, but bringing in those iconic villains, you can have like a Jaws come in, you know, just the different variations of these characters and, um, you know, odd job and all this kind of stuff and just, you know, mm. do it that way. So that's kind of my take. There's, there's such good villains, you kind mm. of got to introduce Yeah, them. exactly. Just and, just kind of reimagine them and just, you know, have it done yeah. in a different way. So, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of my take on how I would do it. So, um, the only other way I thought with going back to uh, what Satcher said about, you know, going back to sort of Skyfall, mm-hmm. the only other way you could do it was if you was to uh, do a film about a character that no one really knows has got anything to do with Bond and you somehow cross it over with Skyfall. So there's a, there's someone in there at some point or some sort of crossover Um then that character uh, becomes the next Bond, if you know what I mean. So you Bond could have like someone split. that doesn't have to be Skyfall, but mm-hmm. some you say that would be quite good. It's interesting. Say like an unknown, no one actually knows it's a James Bond film or anything to do with it. But there's this sort of crossover. Then everyone's like, oh wow, yeah. Okay. You know, and then he then could possibly take up the mantle, or mm-hmm. she could take up the mantle. Um, and that would be a way of yeah. continuing with the existing. I think for the Die Hard fans, I think the issue is we want to have a character called Bond. And <laughs> so if it's not Bond, then it's not quite the same. But yeah. So yeah. Let, let's talk about casting. So um, we've obviously, because since this has come out, well, in the last few years, you know, every time when Craig said he's not coming back, we've had the list of like same old people in terms of who they should think should be Bond, you know. Tom Hardy and Idris Elba and all this kind of stuff. These men are too old for the role. Okay. (laughs) These men are too old for the role. Firstly. Secondly, there is two different schools of thought that Bond has generally been cast as a fairly unknown person. They'll be recognizable in the UK through TV or some minor movies, but generally to a worldwide audience, they're relatively low key. So Sean Connery wasn't a huge name worldwide. Roger Moore, Timothy Thornton, you know, um, you know, even Pierce Brosnan and stuff like that. None of them were household names across the world. So you could very much go in a similar fashion to that um, to kind of keep that there. However, from a marketing point of view these days, if you don't have a name, is that a bit of a kind of a, a setup to failure? Because we may think that, yeah, we want somebody unknown, but there is something to be said about having somebody recognizable on mm. that poster sheet to say this person's in it, they're Bond, come and enjoy it. So 
It'd be interesting well, to hear your guys' take on that. That was I think, the same, which is why I thought about the you know going back to the fifties. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, that I would really, I would really like that. But at the same time, would you get bums on seats? Mm-hmm. You know, would the younger generation go and see it? Mm-hmm. So from that point mm-hmm. of view, I said, well, no, you might want to go for more of a modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the same thing there. That that that's what I thought. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think James Bond itself is big enough a draw that people would see an unknown. I mean, anything else, you might need the star power, but the name mm-hmm. James Bond is the star power normally. And mm-hmm. I think people would go and see it and be, you know, ready to embrace a, a new up and coming actor. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of the supporting cast that aren't the older people, like Judy Dent and stuff, were lesser known acts. Ben Wisher was a very brave cue, as were. Yeah. I love, you know, the money penny and, and, and all these people, was, you know, they were fairly unknown. They'd done some things and you might recognize them from the odd thing, but mm. they were kind of early on in their career. So, but, um, but yeah, um, that said, I think that, yeah, people do like big star power, but I agree with you that all the, um, most of the suggested ones are way too old. I mean, what's it? Um, Daniel Craig is 53 now, so you really mm-hmm. want casting mid-30s ideally so that yeah, they agreed time to grow so yeah which is not to say there aren't people on that list that even though they're famous and big like you know people like henry cavill i think would make an amazing bond just because he's ridiculously good looking actually mm-hmm. rich very suave and uh could pull it off he'd uh be a return yeah um, there's something guy. about cavill which i can't turn off in my brain that thinks he would be awesome now the trouble mm-hmm. is obviously he's been superman you know which are you know he, he is a very much a household name but you know, the way he's been treated by DC, I don't think Superman's necessarily going to be on the cards anymore. Um, you know, he was great in Mission Impossible. Um, he was really great in The Man from Mungle. There's just something about him and his look, his personality, charisma, I can definitely see in that role. And I Plus think if I was going to go for a named person, Cavill would be my pick. If it's any of the ones that have banded around um, that are on the list, I, I agree. Tom Hardy, Idris Elba, all of those, no. Um, um, Tom Hilston, no, I, but I think the only two that on that often pop up that I would would very much entertain is is um, is Henry Cavill and uh, Richard Madden. Yes, two potential bonds. I think they're the right sort of age. Richard Madden's obviously a little bit younger than Cavill. Yeah, but um, and they look like what you'd expect Bond to look like. They'd look amazing in a tuck. So, so so great. Um, you've mentioned obviously Henry Cavill. You've re- mentioned Richard Madden, um, who came. <clears throat> excuse me, Game of Thrones fame, and obviously he did uh, The Bodyguard, which kind of lent to a lot of people um, thinking, oh, you know, he could probably pull off Bond. Just seen him in Eternals. Um, did you have anybody else on your list who could do I, I, I think if they're the two older ones, I think if you were going younger, if you were kind of doing it as, as in growing up, I'd go for someone like Nicholas Holt. Um, okay. I, I think would he's, he's a good-looking chap, and he has charm, and he's, you know... Um, or maybe someone like Sam Claflin from sort of Hunger Games and things like that, who, again, <laughs> good-looking guy. But, yeah, I, yeah, you, I've, you've got to go prequel, sort of young, in-training sort of thing, you know, going through the Commander Bond years, Afghanistan, as you say, or hit the ground running with someone in their sort of early 30s, mid-30s, I think. Yeah, I think yeah Nicholas holds a great shout, 31, good age. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had him on my list. <clears throat> Did anybody yeah. else have Nicholas Holt on their list? Yep. Yeah. I had him yeah. on there. Yeah. I've uh, 
quick, quick one. I totally agree with Greg on the whole thing where the uh, brand sells the product mm -hmm. in the case with Bond. It's like Star Wars. You don't need a famous person in Star Wars. It's the IP that sells mm -hmm. more than the movie star. Um, it's already inbuilt. Whenever they announce the new Bond, the marketing goes crazy over whoever that actor is. Mm -hmm. I've seen it twice in my life. Well, twice in my lifetime because I don't really remember when they did it for Dalton myself. I was too young, mm -hmm. but, um, do you, it's, 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 it's a huge thing. You, whoever the new guy will be, you'll see him everywhere. Yeah. You know I mean, billboards, you wouldn't be able to escape him. Um, in terms of, uh, famous actors though, you know, you hear what the sun prints out every five minutes when they when it's a bad news day. Um, they, you know, some of those actors, a handful of those actors, you know, I'd be like, I'd like to see their take. Mm -hmm. So I've got a list for famous actors that have been around during the years kind of thing that I would still like to see their take. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want them as Bond anymore, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's like a what if kind of thing. And then you've got who I actually want to see as Bond in terms of, you know, the up and comings to stroke unknown. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah. So who's a couple of your famous ones then? Who mine? Yeah. Okay. So everyone says Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy as an actor. I don't see it look wise personally, but he's always an actor where I'm intrigued to see what he pulls out. Mm -hmm. And just because of that, I just want to see his take. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that I would like it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't strike the person straight away for me, but after watching him act in quite a lot of indie films and a lot of films over the past 20 years, um, I'm intrigued to see the take, mm -hmm. even though I just saw everyone go, fuck off Tom Hardy. <laughs> I've seen his take on Venom, but... and I don't want him to do any more takes of his own. Thing <laughs> so... um, yeah, I kind of I kinda put that in a black void mm -hmm. somewhere. Um, <laughs> um, but no, people who I thought he'd make a great bond straight away, two actors come to mind. Christian Bale, mm -hmm. pre-Batman, yeah. pre-Batman. Even now, he's a bit old now, but then, you know what? Roger Moore was 45 when he did Live and Let Die. Mm -hmm. um, depends what take you go. Um, but Christian Bale has always kind of been on my radar until he was the Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he's 47 after Batman, now. He's, he's, just, yeah, he's, just too, he's just too famous. Yeah, he's 47, but like I said, Roger Moore, 45. You yeah, know, but that's a different time. To that was a different time. You know, it was appealing yeah, to adults then. But, if you want to get yeah, the right audience. It's a what if, isn't it? It's not who I actually mm -hmm. want. It's a, it's a what if. And when <laughs> I did think that, this was pre Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 years when ago. When he was of age. So, yeah. Um, the other person, and I still make a case for this guy, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Michael Fassbender in X-Men First Class is James Bond. Mm -hmm. He is Connery Bond in that film, mm -hmm. man. He's fucking amazing. And when they actually casted Magneto for that film, Matthew Vaughn was like, I want to pick my James Bond in this character. Mm -hmm. And that's why he was cast as Magneto. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think if he wasn't an A-lister, he would be my first choice, Yeah, to be honest. Um, he's just too good. He is good. great. Um, he's 44 now. So, you know, yeah. he is on the older side. But again, 
eight, ten years ago, yeah. absolutely within a shout. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. but, but otherwise, yeah, Henry Cavill is on everyone's list, and you know, as the famous guy that you know they'd want, he is on my list. But for me, it's Fassbender over Cavill, okay. mainly because I don't think Cavill's that great a actor outside of Man of Steel. Um, outside of Man of Steel, which he did a good job for the movie, mm-hmm. but none of the roles that he has picked outside of that Mission Impossible has flexed his acting muscles. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do indies. He always does tent poles. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know. I know he was close to Bond, but that first time out, mm-hmm. because um, Martin Campbell really wanted him. That was the director of Casino Royale. Yeah. But Barbara Broccoli didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why Craig got the role. Um so I don't know if he's even a conversation, really, um, because of what happened first time around. If he had grown as an actor in a lot of different productions, I would be like, yeah, sure, fucking Henry Cavill. But when I see Henry Cavill, I see Superman. I don't see James Bond, okay. unfortunately. Even though he's got the look and everything, um, my brain would have to make that, sw- you know, it's very hard to divorce him as super- Superman in my <laughs> eyes. Especially with his but that's just me. Mm-hmm. He's an actor, so act and do your job, and hopefully get it. I don't know. Yeah, that will please uh, a lot of people. Yeah, for so. me, for <laughs> me, for the type of Bond that I want, he would be my first choice for a, an A-lister. The reason being is the personality and the charisma that he brings across in the Man from Uncle speaks volumes to the potential type of Bond that I would want. The way his the way he delivered in Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, I think he's. I think he's got enough for Bond. He's not necessarily going to be the most deep character actor, but that's not what you're wanting for Bond. For my Bond actor, I don't need this huge history of doing arts or indie films. I just need somebody who can show a lot of charm. And that comes across in all his interviews. You know, he's just he's a really down to earth guy when you speak to him on the interviews, and he's got a lot of charm. And I think he can bring that gravitas to the role. Um, even the lighter side of like the Superman and stuff like that, when we did see it, you know, uh, it, to me, it comes across. So for an A-lister, he, he's my number one choice. Um, Lee, who did you have in terms of A-listers or did you have any A-listers? Um, no, to be honest, I didn't because I, think I agree with, well, I agree with the, what we've previously mentioned that, you know, an A-lister, like you say, I, I do know what you're saying about Henry Cavill, but like you say, when you, <sighs> He would he would play it well, um, but I think when when I look at him, yeah, it's Henry Cavill. It is Superman, and that I think would be a, a bit of a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of, especially where we spoke earlier about wanting to maybe possibly take it further into um, a franchise universe, whatever. Um, I don't know if if I would see him as as that. You'd kind of want to go with someone not as famous mm-hmm. and make it a little bit more believable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Nicholas Holt was one of okay. them. Um, I thought Jamie Bell was another one. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy, and I know that James Norton from the Mafia has been mentioned as well. Okay, I thought, yeah. those, those two are quite. Um, yeah, they, they they were quite. I agree with them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's going to come down to whether when they're doing the next Bond movie, and again with this whole Amazon deal, are they going to go for? the unknown or the big star based on the American audience. UK mm-hmm. audience will go see Bond based on Bond. Not necessarily sure the American audience will. 
And that ultimately is what a lot of decisions are made for. So, um, Neil, who did you have for Bond? Uh, I had six choices. Okay. All right. Uh, Are we doing our our famous actors? Just do the famous actors first, and then we'll come to some others. Okay. Well, I mean, my my picks, like, when I say the names, you'll you'll know them all. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, barring one, one person you you guys might not know. Um, Sam Kaflin is pretty much my number one choice. Where would we know him from? uh, Hunger Games... What else is he in? I mean, he's in Last Night in Soho for literally one scene. But okay. yeah, him, yeah, he, he'd be he'd be my my first round draft pick. I think he's a good actor, and he just he's got something about him where I'm just like, yeah, he he could do the he could do the job. Okay, right? He's he's he looks like okay, yeah, you're. I don't want to say upper class, but you know you're you're refined, but you'll rough it mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. So Sam Kathleen, um Nicholas Holt, yeah, he's definitely one. James McAvoy, I know that obviously age is a factor and whatnot, but I feel I think James McAvoy could do a nice job. Okay, personally, I mean, I know he's short as hell, and I know that he's not. <clears throat> um, not as refined, but I just like looking at him. I feel like he'd be that Timothy Dalton, you know, uh, Daniel Craig esque Bond. I just don't see him wearing the ladies. I, I don't see. Well, him. I think that's to me. I think that's the thing. Is it's like because I think a lot of people either don't know or don't remember Bond is supposed to be well he ain't supposed to be the pretty boy that we see wooing the ladies he's supposed to have some big chunky ass scar running down the side of his face yeah but yeah. I'm not saying from just purely attractive point of view I'm talking about charm mm. I don't know whether well, I could see I that from McAvoy on screen in terms of that kind of seductive kind of charm I could, you know I could be wrong you might be able to put yeah. it on, but yeah. I personally just don't see it from what mm. I've seen of it yeah, well, that's what's thing in a cavalry. It's just he's just too, like you say, too good looking. Yes, like Bond shouldn't really be like that. It mm. should be more sort of rugged, I suppose. Like, yeah, the everyman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Sean Connery was yeah. good looking back in the day as our first Bond. Mm. So, okay. So, yeah, who else did you have, Neil? And the other three were um, Matt Smith, mm-hmm. Luke Evans. Hmm. Right, and uh, Jonathan Bailey. <clears throat> Where would we know Jonathan Bailey from? He's in Bridgerton. He plays uh, like the girl in Bridgerton. He's like the oldest brother. Mm-hmm. So him. All right. Okay. I mean, he's 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 an unknown, but he's he's a big strapping guy. And I'm like, you know what? He can grow into the role. Mm, okay, I kind of, yeah, I can kind of see it, maybe, yeah. Okay, but uh, in, in, even with those, I feel like uh, is it Richard Matheson? Madison, yeah, Madison, yeah. Madison. Sorry, yeah, Madison. Like you pick him, you ain't going wrong. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Orlando Bloom. Yeah, mm. he does, and I think for me, what kind of sold it is when I saw him in Eternals. 
Mm. Um, after watching, I thought I can see him as Bond. I really can. <laughs> See, and I don't see, think what was the Colonels, sh- I don't what think was, he's coming back for the next film. So yeah. he's what was the mini series he was in? The Bodyguard. Bodyguard. That was the one that made me think. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Maybe. Maybe I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Know? No, for real. Um, okay. So I, who have I got? So yeah, Richard Madden. I think from my non, from a non A lister because I don't think he's, he's not quite there as an A lister. I think Richard Madden is probably my top choice for Bond, uh, not for Cavill. The other choice I had was Henry Golding. Um, I think he could do a terrific job um, as Bond. Um, do you guys know who I'm talking about when I talk about Henry Golding? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I so, saw G.I. Joe and he, 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 he deletion from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you can be whatever role you want to be, delete. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he, he didn't do himself any favors with that. But um, for the for the listeners and watchers who maybe don't know, so Henry Golden, yeah, he was in Snake Eyes. Uh, he was in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, he was in the Gentleman. the Gentleman. Um, so really fantastic uh, actor, and I think he could really really deliver. Um, but the other person who I thought would be a great fit, um, again, a British actor, and he's been mentioned a lot, is uh, Reggae Jane Page. I could definitely see him as Bond. However, he is signed up for the the Saint for Paramount Plus series. Um, so obviously they saw that and thought, yeah, he could do that. And it's a very similar role. So because uh, something that Roger Moore did before it became one. So, um, yeah, so I think because he's not available, I think probably Richard Madden is is my top choice. Any any other choices that we haven't mentioned that people want to speak out about? Well, I haven't done my, my unknown choices. Cool. I just on, did my famous actors. Okay, so first up on the list, Daniel Craig, come back. Move on, he's dead. Let's okay. go. <laughs> Unless you bring in a Ouija right, board, so, coming back. So, um, he's not an unknown okay, anyway. Okay. Go on. Okay. I'm going to go from bottom to okay. top. Okay. Bottom, Jamie Bell. Oh, yeah. yeah, Lee That's mentioned it. Jamie yeah. Bell, mainly because that guy's a chameleon. I think he could play anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Bond, he's never had... He's. Yeah, he's well, he's known, but he's never been the A-list. I can uh, see him as a double O six. Yeah, Bond, yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that. You know what? I never thought of that. Yeah. that, that he would be a good double O six. The other person, another guy that's in everything for the past twenty years, has only had a handful of like A-list mm-hmm. credits, like top billings. It's Carl Urban. Mm. Carl Urban, I think, is a damn good shout. I actually have um, him down as a different character. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, next up, Dan Stevens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it. Dan Stevens. Okay. Richard Madden mm-hmm. is my number two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> my number one, and I've said this bare times on the podcast. Okay, bare times on Zito's gang. Been champion this guy, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy is my guy, mm-hmm. hands down. Mainly because when I watch Peaky Blinders, I see Timothy Dalton's fucking Bond mm-hmm. every day sometimes, and he's a guy that he's done a lot of work, a lot of indies where he's kind of done that kind of character. 
in different spades. And I know a lot of people know him from The Dark Knight and maybe that crappy horror movie, Red Eye, fuck that film, um, and a lot of Nolan stuff. But I really do like Cillian Murphy. Um, I can't, I can't shake it. It what probably, it probably will be Richard Madden or or Henry Cavill. Fuck, he's my guy. Um, I, I, yeah, I yeah. get where you're going from. I just think he's it's something evil about him. <laughs> the way he looks, I just. <laughs> I, I, I would see. Have him, I see him as a Timothy villain. Dalton. I could see him I as a Bond villain. Have you seen Timothy Dalton? My man rolled with Ming the Merciless. Yeah, <laughs> again, Cillian Murphy. I can see him double oh six, or even a man with golden gun. I, I can see him. I can see him in those kind of roles, uh, as opposed to Bond. But it's not that I can't see where you're coming from with it. I do. I do he can be blowfield, man. <laughs> he could be blowfield. Exactly. I mean, can I point out something that that you know has been sort of vaguely touched upon with Bond, which is is you know who's too good looking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But with Bond, there's never been too good looking. He's meant to be a good looking guy, and you know, and as you said, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, they were all considered heartthrobs of the day. You know, yeah, Pitts Brosnan was a good-looking chap. Pitts Brosnan was, they all yeah, were. And still it's a great-looking like, chap. <laughs> and so I, I don't mean to be – there's there's a certain the, – the Bond scale of, of you're this good-looking, you can be Bond. And if you're slightly funny-looking, especially in the lore of Bond, then <laughs> yeah. for scarification or bugly eyes or weirdness and suddenly you're like oh you're a villain because ugliness is, is yes villainous. ugly is bad <laughs> but, i mean people so i mean i, I mean it's not my <laughs> place to judge you know i i don't pretend to be um, adonis or anything but at the same point you've got people like matt smith who's he's got a very distinct face and mm-hmm. killian murphy who's good at look around him but um you know it's people like you know even the latest bond villain you know um Remy um, Malik. Remy Malik. Yeah. He's not traditionally good looking, and so you knew he was going to be a villain rather Big than eyes. Yeah. And same with Matt Smith and stuff like that. They have they are striking in many ways, but they're 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 just maybe a little bit too far from the norm for Bond, which is terrible and misogynistic and, and awful and, and everything and all these <laughs> things. But, and so but sort sex of cells. And with James Bond, what you want is you want the men men to want to be them and the women to want them. You know, that's exactly. what you want from me, character. <laughs> I ain't never in my life wanted to be Roger Moore, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, Roger Moore. You day, probably did, but, it. you know, people in their 30s and 40s, when that was out, I'm sure they did. <laughs> Not one day. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, on that, on that note, someone who could... I mean, technically, they're not unknown, mm-hmm. but they're unknown in the realm of film, who, who's... Considered very good looking by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Who's very young? You can probably fling Harry Styles in there. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to M. Okay, so we're going to cast M. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go first. There was one choice for me. The one, the one of the great things I did like about Bond was uh, the relationship between. Um, Judy Dench and Daniel Craig's characters. I thought that was a fantastic mm. relationship. I love the female dynamic of it. That's something that I'd want to re- reintroduce into my series. Um, I went for Olivia Coleman. I think she was... Well, that's that's me done as well. That was my wow. only choice as well. Exactly. I think she was just absolutely nailing it. Yeah. She can have the British upstandingness that she demonstrated in The Queen. Um, you know, she's got... She can have that cheeky repertoire with him. I, I just, as a, yeah, as a female leading that, I just couldn't see anyone else. She's my number one. Sign her up for seven movies, job done. So yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg's on my level, fantastic. Um, I, I actually had her. You had her as well? Yeah, I had her as well. 
Okay, any I'm, other any I'm, other shout I'm, I'm ashamed to say I didn't have her, but hearing her name, I'm like, yeah, she'd kill it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think having the, you know, if there's going to be the debate of do we need to have a female bond for the sake of representation in this, which mm-hmm. I don't think we do. I think strong female character is important, but the, there was no better M, even including the original ones, than Judy Dench. So I think no, Olivia. Exactly. And Bond having to answer to a woman is a great dynamic because you have that boss relationship. You also have that adopted mother relationship. Yeah. And that's what I, keeps I, that relationship interesting. And so. I love that. And yeah, that was my only choice as well. So. Any other shouts for M? Who else we got? Gadley. Um, for 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 ladies, um, Fiona Shaw from Killing Eve because she plays yes. a similar M character in it. Yeah, good um, job. The Celia Imri from Mamma Mia and the Marigold Hotel. Oh yeah, mm. okay. Yeah, um, they were they were the two. Uh, oh, the other one, Tilda Swinton. I thought she might talk I've, take on. I've got Tilda M. Swinton as a potential Bond villain. I got her as a villain as well. Yeah, I put her down as both. Yeah. Um, but for the for the for the blokes I went with um Benedict Cumberbatch. He was on my mail list, yeah. Hugh Bonneville mm-hmm. and Bill Nye. Bill Nye is a really good shout. Mm, yes. Yeah. I was thinking of that older British actor to do those because I even thought about having mm. um Christian Bale as the M character like he could have been a retired bond who's then gone into that position um you know he could even join a mission at one stage and be like yeah so you don't quite yeah. get him bond but you're going to get him in that role um i think the shouts for him yeah i, I, I had uh, sorry go ahead all i was going to say don't you agree with me the, that i think there's something to be said about the sort of the british upper class that that suits him so some people like hugh bonneville or Bill Nighy, who can pass off as, as I think, yeah. just adds a gravitas to it. Or someone like Olivia Coleman, who I would watch do yeah. anything. I was going to go Colin Firth, but again, I thought it was too close to Kingsman. Yeah, that's the mm. issue, isn't it? Okay, so I had... Bring back Judy Dench. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like like J.K. Simmons. Like J.K. Simmons. They broke... You know, if it ain't broke, you know, they, introduce the new bond they, and they have a brought her back from the Brosnan era for Craig, and then they yeah. killed her. You need to let go of these characters well, you dead, man. Craig ain't coming <laughs> back. Judy Dench is coming back. They ain't broke. Don't Move fix on. it. All right. So, so, her, so from her, I thought Helen Mirren. Yep. Yeah, on my list. Yeah, yep, Helen Mirren. That was kind of like kind of a two on the nose mm-hmm. kind of choice, but there you go. And then I went for Colin. Mm-hmm. Then after that, because we're bringing back, bringing back characters, I threw in Pierce Brosnan for jokes. Would never happen. Would never happen. But then I thought of other male M's, and I was like, okay, well, if he was an older guy, get Sir Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. But that's a bit too on the nose because it's Sir Patrick Stewart. He's always and it's Charlie's Angels, and then. And then I was like, and then I was like, let's have Michael Caine. He's best friends with Roger, he and he's best though. friends with no, with, he has in real remote. life. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah he, he was best friends with those guys. He may as well take the top job and be their boss. I, I considered so, him very much. I just thought mm-hmm. I need someone Kingsman. to sign up for seven films. I, 
and I just don't know. If you go with Satch's idea, if you go with idea of Pierce Brosnan, that ties in with uh, Kenan's idea of Bond becoming M. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, and now the last three. This is a guy who I really want to see in films. He's one of my favourite British actors. He's an older gentleman, and I don't, I can't even think of a movie he's actually been in. Okay. But, um, David Jason. Yeah. Again, he's he's very old now. Yeah. He's, he's very old now. But he's still he's still knocking about on the BBC. He's not in like a one open room hours. situation thing. He's he's eighty one. It's it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, true. Get him in for the one movie, replace him in it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to vent um, you. Otherwise <laughs> otherwise, here are a group of younger actors that um you know, might have been on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're, they're probably more like Bond's age kind of thing, or a little bit older. Idris Elba. Hmm. Idris Elba. Um, Hugh Grant. Yeah. And Matt Smith. Yeah. Matt Smith's probably a bit too young. Yeah, I think he's a bit too I young. Think... I can see Hugh Grant. I yeah. can definitely see that. Um, I had yeah. considered him as well. But when I knew I wanted the female mother relationship dynamic, yeah. there was only one choice for me. But um, yeah. Okay, any other shouts for him? Yeah. So from M, I had Ian Glenn. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I had Patrick Stewart as well. I mm-hmm. uh, had Helen Mirren as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had Jenny Agatha. Doesn't ring a bell. Who? who who's She's she? in Logan's Run. She's in American Werewolf in London. She was in uh, Winter Soldier. Just looking her up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Jenny Agatha. Jenny Agatha. She's 68. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, yeah. And... Yeah, I guess I don't know her enough to comment on her acting chops. The, the face looks familiar. Yeah. I do recognize her, but I, I can't call her. So. Yeah. yeah. And I had two others. I had Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ooh. And the only... The last name, but I know that this is an outside choice because... He's a bit. He's a bit gruff. Is um, Liam Cunningham? You know the Onion Knight from Game of Thrones. So Davros, yeah. Oh yeah, yes, yes. yes. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know how strong he could be. Yeah, he's always kind of the the second fiddle that I've seen him in. So mm. it's hard to imagine him mm. being in charge. But I get it. I do get it. Um, okay, so let's move on to Q. Um, I've, I've changed some of the roles around in this. I've done some role reversals because I want to see some different dynamics. So as much as I saw Bond having to answer to a woman for M, I wanted to continue that trend with Q and I wanted to do something a bit different. I went with Sandra O. So she would be my Q. Um, yeah. And I just think, again, that could be a great dynamic between Bond and, you know, another female character. Um, someone who can get involved, um, as well, if they need to, in terms of a team, in terms of backup, providing support, and so forth, but obviously with the gadgets. So, yeah, who else? Uh, you know, I've tried to limit it down to one or two choices for each one, because, again, I could have gone on for ages, because I had, like, David Tennant, for example, if I was going for, for a guy, 
So there was yep. a lot of other choices, but I've tried to keep it my list long. So Q, what about everybody else? Uh, like you, I had David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's ancient, so this would be a long shot. Uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah, okay. Ooh. Right. Um, uh, Toby Jones. Toby Jones is a good shout, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I do like that. And, and I don't know why, but uh, Peter Dinklage. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd be, he'd be my guy. All right, that's nice. a good shout. I quite like that. Uh, I also had Hugh Laurie as well. Um, oh, Hugh Laurie, I can see that. Yeah, Ooh. kind of in his like house yeah. persona in a sense. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, yeah, kind of see that. But uh, okay, so thanks, Daniel. Um, Lee, who did you have? Um, again, because I was sort of going for the uh, well, the unknown was probably Isaac Hempstead Wright, um, Bran Stark. Oh, Bran Stark. Okay, yeah. Um, Jim Parsons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Smith I had for Q yeah. and potentially Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Okay. I've, uh, yeah. Because he's a, bit, a bit from the Fantastic Beast. So, okay. Is, um, yeah, I thought he, that from the Fantastic Beast role, I thought that was quite, he could, that could be a Q. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good shout. Um, Sasha, who do you have for Q? Who do I have for Q? Okay, so I actually had the following. One sec. There we go. Okay, so Adhimish Patel from Tenant and um, Yesterday. Yes. Really well known for EastEnders as Tamwa. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, you know, since leaving EastEnders a few years back, he's really started propping up in a lot of films. Yeah, he's I thought he was a great. Lot of indies mm-hmm. and stuff, and really growing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was quite—he was quite good in um, Yesterday. Mm-hmm. I thought he carried it really well. Maybe it's the Tamar from EastEnders thing because he's got that kind of "I have a brain. I know what I know what I'm doing. I'm really nerdy," and he has fantastic comedy timing mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um, from being that kind of guy. So I was like, I was like. He'd be he'd be great as Q, mm-hmm. you know, as a young Q that's like, you know, into gadgets yeah. and shit like that. Um, I could totally see him doing it. Um, otherwise, if we're going for someone older, Nicholas Lyndhurst. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. And going off a similar trajectory with um, Fools and Horses cast. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got, <laughs> I love that show, mate. I love it. Um, you tell what Zach has been watching during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, during lockdown, all the time, mate. Um, Cassandra, otherwise, um, Penny. Otherwise, uh, John Hanna, I thought would be good. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him in much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, lately. Okay, yeah, John Hanna and uh, what was it, Simon Pegg? <laughs> yeah, I had Simon Pegg, but then I thought it was too similar to Mission Impossible. I uh, just, mm, yeah, it, I yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Greg, who did you have? Um, so one of them, there's only was Himish Patel. I just, again, mm-hmm. I just like him in that and he seems intelligent and, and things. I'm, I want to avoid all the ones, a lot of the ones that have been said. I'm not going to shame anyone, but where is just two on the nose? Anyone who's previously played the doctor, anyone who's previously played that exact character or brainiac yeah. seems too on the nose casting. Um, uh, I do like the idea of Hugh, Gra- um, Hugh, um, Laurie, even mm-hmm. though I didn't. Um, 
more of an unknown. There's a, a guy called Adil Akhtar who was like in Four Lions and um, Anola Holmes. And yes. Like this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, like him, you just, I think he'd be comic relief and stuff. Or mm-hmm. slightly out there to someone like Richard E. Grant, just as a sort of a mm-hmm. sort of, yeah, character has a sort of gravitas to him and what have you. So Okay, that's a good shout. Um, the other person I did have um, was actually Dev Patel. I just, I thought that was beneath him, in a sense. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, he was another person. I, I had him on, I actually had him on the list fairly early mm-hmm. on. Um, I actually deleted him during the podcast. Actually. Okay, <laughs> interesting. All right. so, yeah. so, okay, so let's move on to Money Penny. Um, so, uh, I've, again, I've, I've done a swap on this. So the same way I've done with Q, I've actually had a male secretary feeding into Olivia Coleman. So I think that will generate a, f- a different kind of friendship for Bond because obviously Q is a female. And then you can see the way that she, I see it in a sense of Olivia Coleman's M, she will speak to Moneypenny the way she wish she could speak to Bond in a sense. So he ends up taking a lot of the brunt and the frustrations because Bond's doing something different than what she's telling him to do and going outside the circles and stuff like that. So um, I actually had Josh O'Connor from The Crown. He played Prince Charles in The Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so he is my money penny or Mike Penny, whatever I end up calling him. But, yeah, I wanted to change it up a little bit and have something a little bit different. Um, I just think the the female money, pair, money penny, Bond flirting, it's just... It, it's been done so much. I wanted to change it up. Um, so yeah, I'd rather him flirt with Q <laughs> rather than money, penny. Um, and Sandra O being a slightly older woman and Bond flirt with an older woman. I thought that might be quite interesting. So, um, and money, penny, um, Greg, who do you have for money, penny? I'll be honest. I haven't actually thought that much about money, penny. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had an idea of, of, of the gender reverse as well, just to make it, because the problem is, 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 it goes back to the keeping it sort of relevant and, and less mystic mm-hmm. and slightly sort of um, sex pesty and stuff. And so yeah. the modern version of kick-ass money pennies are well and good, but because they've done that recently, I wanted to do different. And so I haven't really thought about Carson, but I thought about mm-hmm. yeah, making a male with the idea of someone like Olivia Coleman as, as, as M. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If not, I, I guess they'd have to make it fairly kick-ass and, and make it almost like, you know, sort of Naomi Harris's sort of agent sort of thing going on. But, but to be honest, because they've done that, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think, sort of either retire the role for now to begin with. So that was my main thought was that do we need a money penny in mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Just for the sake of name recognition, can we not get rid of it for a little bit? Gone are the days where, you know, he goes in and is slightly sexual harassing to money penny before going into the office. So so yeah. I don't I don't know that we have to have the the rogue every single character sort of name checked in every single film. So that's yeah, why no, that, that's very true because I think what I did is I merged the money penny role with like the Bill Tanner, um, who's played by Rory Kinner, who's that yeah. my hand man. So I've kind of merged those two roles rather than having just a secretary money penny. That so that person is going to be able to support Bond in the field, as opposed to just being like the secretary role. So okay, cool. Um, Sasha, who did you have for money penny? I didn't. Didn't cast. I just didn't. Cool. No worries. Didn't cast. Uh, I'm not. She's not. 
I, I wouldn't know where to where to begin with Castle Money. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I didn't do that. I didn't do the mm-hmm. homework. If I was doing female, um, I'd go Jodie Comer. I found the other characters more interesting. To be honest, yeah. so so yeah, yeah. if I was going female, I'd go Jodie Comer. I think she can do anything. So, Lee, did you cast Money Penny? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I can appreciate you know, what we're saying about um, you know things do you know. Uh, to change things, um, I did like uh, Naomi Harris's, but you know, Money Penny. Yeah. Um, I liked the idea that she was able to get out of the office, yeah. um, and they could probably have even expanded on that even more. To be honest, there's probably other things that they could have done with that character. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I um, have got Karen Gillan. Good um, shout. Yeah. Um, mm. I thought she would quite suit the role. Um, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I actually had down, I had her down first before I decided on the gender swap. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they were, they were my two that I thought yeah cool. would probably bring something to the role. Good shot, Neil. Mm. Well, wait, I, I personally, I like Naomi Harris's is iteration, mm-hmm. and I would have expanded on that. Similar to what you said, Ken, about merging Money Penny with Tanner. Mm-hmm. The way I would have it is, uh, I would basically, I'd want it to be like the most unassuming person, but the most lethal agent. And this is like, her official designation is secretary, mm-hmm. but in actuality, her official, her, her unofficial designation mm-hmm. is she is M's bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but and I wanted it to be like this is someone who uh, I wanted it to be basically whoever I pick is someone who's going to flirt with Bond, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like they have full control of the situation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it would be a thing of Bond is never going to get them. Yeah. Like they will basically lead him on a on a string. Mm-hmm. Like they'll 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 let him get as close to the carrot as he wants, and then it's like Pap, here's the stick. Now go about your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I had. <laughs> Gemma Atterton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Wasn't she in a film? Yeah, she was in, she was in um, one of the. Um, yeah, she got. Was she in Quantum of Solace? Yeah, she was. She was the girl oh, that did got you? all. Oh, that. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. forgot about that. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I flirted with the idea of Amelia Clark, but I feel like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Gemma Chan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um uh Alicia uh Vikanda. Tomb Raider, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good uh, shot. Natalie Dorma. Okay. All right. Some good shouts there. Yeah, no, I like the idea of the bodyguard thing. That's that's good. Yeah. Um okay, let's move on to Felix. I know this is one of the passion ones for uh, Sasha. I had two. Um <laughs> so one was Carl Urban as Felix. I think he could really deliver that role. He'd be my second choice, I think. My first choice is Sterling K. Brown. Love that man. Love that man. That's a good choice. And I think he'll just smash that. Yeah, that is He can show intensity. He can show humor, passion. Love this man. Um, I I love the 99 and that that episode of The Box with him in the 99. Just that episode. This guy. Yeah, so Sterling K. Brown, he is my Felix. Yeah. I I actually had um, Carl Urban and... Sterling K. Brown. Cool. All right. 
Yeah. Interesting. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I do, from what I told you before mm-hmm. the other day, I dropped a lot of the famous yeah, names. Yeah, because we were talking about it during lot. lunch one day when we are playing COD, and we were talking about having an American, because obviously it's going to be sort of like a CIA agent, who's suave enough to kind of pull off the kind of illustration that Sash is familiar with, especially from the books. So he was looking at, you know, the main names that come to like Clooney and Pitt and all this, but you can't have that kind of name in, in this kind of movie. So Sasha did have a list. I was like, don't tell me because wait for the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. And it sounds like you've like tweaked it since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've tweaked it. Um, Pitt and Clooney are still mm-hmm. on there though, because I couldn't shake them. <laughs> but the other names that were on there, they, they've gone. Right. They've completely gone because there were quite, there was quite a few A-listers mm-hmm. on there. And to be quite honest, um, in the books, Brad Pitt's probably the closest. Okay. He is probably the closest. Like, if he wasn't Brad Pitt, he would get the yeah. role, yeah. basically. Um, Clooney's got that gravitas as well, you know, and, as well. And I think Clooney'd be very good. But again, he's too mm-hmm. A-list, too much of an A-lister. Mm-hmm. So if we're going down down the list, so to speak, two actors, both in a lot of films and TV, they are John Hamm and Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Those, those are my, two on my list. I had John Hamm on yeah. my list and I um, took him off because I thought Sterling K. Brown. John Hamm was on my list. Uh, as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other the other guy, Scott Cam. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I've got Lawrence Fishburne, if we're going for a similar kind of okay. tone in what we've seen in the most recent right, Bond. Yeah. Yes. And uh, funnily enough, Anthony Mackie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good, I like That's that. That's a good shout. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Lee, did you cast Felix at all? Uh, no, I didn't. No? No. That's cool. Neil, what about yourself? I had, um, so, I mean... As I mentioned, I had both Chris Pine and George Clooney on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also had Robert Downey Jr. Like, I, I understand about people being A-list, mm. but I'm like, it's a small role. Mm-hmm. It's one day's one day's job mm-hmm. at best. You'd only like, cost 25 million rather than 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, but it's also, it's a thing of, the way I look at it, I know, obviously, Bond is the IP. You go to, to watch a Bond film for Bond, not whoever is cast in that mm-hmm. role. But uh, I'm just like, I, I want there to be like a nice, a pleasant surprise. The audience is sitting yeah, there yeah, watching it, that. and then Felix turns mm-hmm. up, and it's like, holy shit, mm-hmm. that's Felix? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, like, I, you know, so I had Clooney, I had Chris Pine, I had Robert Downey Jr. I also had uh, Giovanni Ribsby. Him. Uh and the the last two names I had were Oscar Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I contemplated and it. Josh mm-hmm. Brolin. I didn't consider Josh Brolin. Brolin would be yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, his dad actually auditioned for Bond. Yeah. Way, yeah. Way James Brolin. Okay. James Brolin. He was going to be um, potentially the first American James mm. Bond. Both him and uh, Batman, Adam West. Mm. Okay. Both up for it. Greg, did you did cast Felix? Did someone say Michael B. Jordan? Sorry, uh, did I again? 
Did someone say Michael B. Jordan as well? Um, no, yeah. he he was on my no. list, but Sterling K again trumped him. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think Sterling K. Brown is better than everyone I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy. Yes. <laughs> I didn't cast him, but to be honest, yeah, I think Sterling K is, is potentially the best. I, I really like Jeffrey Wright. He was one of the people I'd yeah. love to keep on because he had such mm. gravitas and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I also like, you know, I, I think RDJ would be just too big a name and Brad Pitt. But I do like um, I do like the idea of James Brolin. As, as, yeah, no, like, that's, that's quite a nice touch. I like that, yeah. Uh, uh, someone's quite yeah, gritty. No, for that CIA agent. Or, or maybe John Hamm. I quite like that mm-hmm. as well. That, mm-hmm. that was quite nice. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think Sterling K would, would be probably the best for it. So. Okay, so let's move on to our first Bond girl. So my first Bond girl that I would have in the movie, there's a pick of two. One was Florence Pugh um, from Black Widow. Um, oh, yeah. And then the second is Anna Taylor-Joy. I, think <laughs> I got hair on my list. I think yeah, she's just she phenomenal. I think she'll bring so much to that role. Um, yeah, so I think both of them can bring a lot to it. They're you know both stunning actresses, but more importantly, they are you know they're bright, they're intelligent, they're both dramatic, they're both funny as well. They can bring a lot of charm to the role. So yeah, those are my two Bond girl choices. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd I'd bank, banked a couple. Tom, um, Priyanka Chopra. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like you, I had Anya Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had Sophia Butella. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, I know that she's in Kingsman and that, but like, that's her as a villain. I would like, she's bad, but bring her as a hero. Mm-hmm. You got something, right? Um, I also had Rosalind Sanchez. Rosalind Sanchez. The most the most famous film I could think of to date that she's in is Rush Hour Two. <laughs> I'm just tricking her out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The face looks familiar. Um, what else has she been in? She's been in Fantasy Island, 2021, mm-hmm. Rush Hour Two, The Game Plan, Boat Trip, Grand Hotel, Act of Valor. Yeah, not the strongest of like CVs. Oh, she was Rush Hour Three as well. Mm. But okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Any other bomb girls? Um, I had Margot Robbie. She was, but I dropped her because she's just too big for me for this. Mm. And the other one, sort of, I kind of was Zendaya. Oh, was it that? Yeah. Zendaya, yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good shout. I can see that's, that. Yeah. You know, I think, like, Personally, what I feel was like a missed opportunity in Bond films, right? Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, she could be a Bond girl now. <laughs> if she was with Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're going younger, if you're going younger, probably not. Look at here. Well, then, then Bond, Bond does anyone, so mm. why not? Why not, you know? Um, the whole theme Bond. of this is going to be James Bond and the mummy issues, isn't it? This is yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got mummy issues. Hey. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, any, any other Bond girls do we have? Um, um, most of mine, I think, have actually been said different things. So I, I had Florence Pugh after Black Widow. I just think she's mm-hmm. hilarious. I think she's kick-ass. Um, uh, I had Jodie Comer as a, as a 
possibility as a as a Bond girl just because she's great fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've completely forgotten who my last one was, but I can't remember. Um, interestingly, a few years ago, the person I wanted to see as a Bond girl was Anna Diarmas after stuff like Knives Out and stuff, mm. and obviously she ended up being her. So um, yeah. So yeah. So obviously that's been removed recently, or you know, over the last couple of years because of her actual. Yeah, Being she's something I'd actually love to bring from that franchise, but the fact that she's going on to do now this John Wick spin-off ballerina, I'm like, yeah, yeah all in that. She's an exceptional actress. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. so good in nice Actually, out. yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Greg. Actually, okay. I think there is one other person I would think of as a Bond girl is Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I, he's been in every action thing. I, I just want to sometimes get away from the norm. My, my <laughs> thing is that she's yeah. just kick out if she ever does. Mm-hmm. She was, wasn't she in the Losers as well as on? Yep, yeah. Losers, Losers, Colombiana. She's yeah. got a great big CV. I like um of the ones I didn't think of. I realise in Dyer is a core. I think she's mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's a good shot from Lee. Dunning and um, strong um, character. I also threw in a female villain. Um, just because again, I wanted to get this person in there, um, Alexandra Daddario. Um, oh um, God, yes, yeah. So yeah, rather than having her as a Bond girl, I wanted her as a villain, so she could be that <laughs> henchman type Bond villain woman type thing. So that's what I went for. Did anybody think about a female villain in terms of Bond girl? Well, does anyone have like a Bond girl villain as opposed to a main villain? No. Okay. Cool. Just me then. Um, right. Let's talk about. Bond I, I like. I like the the idea of like what was done in Goldeneye, where you have like yeah. the got the main villain and then the hench person is a hench woman. Yeah, that's right. kind of what I was going for. You know, just something a little yeah. bit yeah different. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Bond villains because they're they're probably most fun. Um, yeah. So I, I had a list. I had a huge list. Um, it was just I tried to <laughs> narrow it down to three. Um, and um, I'm not even sure who I'd cast him as, but my three were Michael Keaton, Gary Oldman, and Eddie, Ray- Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got. I got um, Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Michael Keaton, Gary Oldman, Eddie Redmayne. They're my three bomb villains. Not sure which I would go f- through first, um, but I think they can all deliver that exceptionally. It might be reoccurring roles as opposed to killing them off. Um, but you know, when we come, when we were talking about earlier about how the squad, my version of the squad being split up, I definitely think people who we consider Bond, like Jamie Bell and stuff like that, could be like a 006 agent. So, um, they wouldn't be the main villain, but they kind of be a sub villain within that with these hierarchs. So, who else do we have for Bond villains? Uh, Greg, let's start with yourself. Um, so as mentioned earlier, I had Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. just as I think there's just no female Bond villains ever, other mm-hmm. than you know, all the this one's turned bad as part of, you know, turns out she's a double agent or whatever. And it's just like, why not have a powerful female Bond villain? And she has such gravitas and, and, um, and is almost non-binary anyway, has that sort of um, thing around her. So I think she'd make an excellent um, Bond villain. Yeah. I think the closest we came to it was uh, Kingsman Golden Circle, wasn't it? With uh, yeah. Julianne Moore. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, and it works. It's yeah. brilliant. Um, I'd uh, I'd also like to see someone like Michael Shannon have a go because yes. I think he's an excellent actor. I think he'd, he's he's terrifying, and it's not so big that it would be you know mm-hmm. you know obvious. And oh my god, this would be dream casting. You'll never get him in a million years because it is so beneath him. 
my god, if you can get someone like Daniel Day Lewis to be a Bond villain, he was he was top he was top of my list. But I was like, it will never happen. Yeah, dream casting. But That's what's what I'm really talking about, though, isn't it? It's about who we'd want. It is. So Daniel Day Lewis all day, I want him to become the new character that is like Colonel Stavros, but not, but not, used to not Blofeld, but a new. Let's just fuck Blofeld. He's been done a million times now. Let's create a new villain that is so in control and stuff that he doesn't get beaten in the first one. Yeah, he's, he's my Thanos. Yeah, he, I want that. I want that in him because he's just. I mean, when he plays villains, you know, like like um bill the butcher he just chooses the scenery and he has such yeah. fun with it and, you know and let there be blood and stuff like yeah that. he'd just be phenomenal i mean he wouldn't do it in a million years because it would be so beneath him and it's true it's true oh my god it'd be amazing so, i just need him in like maybe six post-credit scenes for six movies mm-hmm. half a day's yeah. work and then i'll just need you for like my last movie uh yeah. <laughs> okay neil who did you have for bomb villains i had a shit ton. I know, right? It was the easiest one to come up with, people. Yeah, but a lot of them, I mean, like, I tried very hard and I did wind up deleting a few. Mm -hmm. But I was like, if people wanted you as a Bond, I want you as a villain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, Tom Hardy was on the list. Michael Fassbender is on my list. Mm -hmm. Idris Alba's on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, Sort of on mine, shortlist, yeah. Yeah, I had... I also, but I did have some other people, so I had Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a choice, and it was just sitting on my head, and I was like, why do I want this person? But I just want this person. Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Sigourney Weaver, I had... Um, <clears throat> And the other two choices, one of them you'd be like, mm, I don't know about that. And the other one, like, I I will not be offended if you kick me out of the Zoom, uh, out of the meeting, <laughs> right? When I say the last name. So I had, is it, I can't pronounce his real name, but Jamie Lannister. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Nikolai yeah. Costo Waldo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very right. on board for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie. Uh, I also had. Um, Don't say Harry Styles again. No, no, I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, I did have um, what's the name, Lena Headley, as one. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did play with like every time I wrote a man's name, I wrote a woman's name. Mm-hmm. But my last choice was Gerard Leto. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I can see your hand moving towards the button. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to have lost connection. No, no, I, I get it. Yeah, he, for me, he's just like too precious. I just, yeah, he, I, I don't know. He's, I, he's great at what he does in some of the things, and mm. I think, but I think he believes he's above certain stations in terms of his own, mm-hmm. uh, in his own head and his own ego, and I think that can sometimes come off screen. But saying that, if you look, if you watch the trailer for um, Gu- the Gucci movies, oh, yeah. it looks fantastic in that. Morbius, you know, again, he's quite different. You know, he is a very, very talented actor. I'll absolutely give him that. So being able to see what he would do with the Bond villain would be interesting. Um, so I definitely say he would be an interesting casting choice. I'd, I'd love to see an audition mm-hmm. for, for you to go away and say, you go create a Bond villain and then come back and show me what you've got. I think that'd be fascinating. Mm. So, uh, Lee, who did you have for your Bond villains? 
Uh, uh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Um, Rufus Sill. Uh, from mm. Man in High Castle. Oh, right. yeah. I've yeah. seen the show, but I know the dope. person, yeah. He is dope. He's very good um, in uh, Night's Tale as the quite uh, sort of yeah. the villain and stuff. So, so yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. And Kate Blanchett. I thought she was yeah, Clay Barcher, yeah. That'd be cool. Mm. I could see that. Uh, that was okay, it. cool. Yeah. Sasha, who you got for your Bond villains? First on the list, Gary yeah. Oldman. If I'm going to put Gary Oldman in anything, it's not going to be as a mentor mm-hmm. or or the gadget master or the nice mm-hmm. Gary Oldman. You, you know why? He's played that for the past <laughs> 10 Almost fifteen mm. years. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to get everyone to remind Leon. everyone why we loved him in the first place. Because <laughs> he was the go-to Brit- quintessential mm-hmm. British villain in fucking action mm. movies, and the fact he's never been in a Bond film still bewilders mm-hmm. me now. So Gary Oldman's my first. Great shout, yeah. Coming off that, here's an actor who, when I first saw him on the screen for the first time, I'm like. How the hell is he not a James Bond villain? And that is Lambert Wilson from The Matrix Reloaded and Revelations. Uh, Shamira Vinjin. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. His whole shtick was Bond villain. I'm like, dude, like, how's this guy not in mm-hmm. Bond? You know? Um, other than that, Adam Driver yeah. is definitely an actor who I love seeing on screen yeah. every time. Totally. Um, I think he'd make a fantastic villain. Um, and then we got some wild cards. Uh, Henry Golden, mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I didn't have one, definitely uh, for a villain. Yeah, Henry Golden. Here's a here's a random one. Peter Dinklage. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Size matters not, man. I'm is he a job sure or is he a, just a main? He no, he's he's the big bad man. He just has taller henchmen. It's a joke, but <laughs> and you could get all the Bond quips and the one-liners out of the yeah. night. But you is know. it the man with the um, golden gun? Where knickknack? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it really bad? Okay. I just imagine a massive chair and a huge cat stroking Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, another person I'd really like to see as a villain who I haven't really seen as a villain um, in recent years, Antonio Banderas. Mm. Mainly because he's been, you know, he's very underused in big movies these days. I think that'd be a cool comeback. Mm. And then, what's it, for a female Bond villain, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that's a good shout. I like that. I mean, going what was Sasha said, if you, if you had Antonio Banderas, that might be a chance to bring in Salma Hayek and actually have the first Bond villain couple. That would be good. Neil's having a moment. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, you know what? If I was making that film, Bond might lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting and, to see um, because um, Antonio Banderas is the villain in Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah. And he was very cheesy mm. in that. Very, very cheesy. Mm. But he's also in Uncharted, which I presume he's going to be a villain. And he's also in Indiana Jones 5. And I, I don't know if he's playing a villain mm. in that as well. So, 
Oh, well, yeah, but yeah. imagine <laughs> imagine the Antonio Banderas from the skin I live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. that. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I don't want the cheese fest that he was in him and his wife bodyguard. But yeah. on that, if you took it in a serious direction, I could definitely see that. Yeah. That film was so bad, I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about it. I say go back to Assassin's area. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the last name I had on my list was Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I like that. Mm. He yeah. rarely does villains, mm. but um, just a chance to go nuts and mm. go crazy. I mean, Birds of Prey, that was completely different type mm. of villain, so ignore yeah. that, please. But he's always been good once he's been given great mm-hmm. material. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, He's never really been Bond for me, but Bond villain, for sure. Yeah. You know one person I thought of while you were speaking, Sash? Liam Neeson. Did I not say Liam Neeson, or did I scrub him off? No, you didn't say. Oh, shit. Well, he was on the list, (laughs) but I I was toying with it, because it's kind of like, are we we Neeson out? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, even if we say we're decent out, I mean, like, when was the last time you saw him in a film and he, you know, for 100% he got killed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know, we know possibly got killed in the grave, right? To, to, to be fair, to be fair, pre-taken... That's all Liam Neeson mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Okay, was killed. killed. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like recently he, he's always making it to the end. Like he, he survived all the takeover. Yeah, because he's he's yeah. an action hero yeah. now. So. Um, some other ones that I scrubbed yeah. off because again I wanted to keep it to three. Uh, Bill mm-hmm. Niley, uh was one for a villain. Um, I also had Cillian Murphy as a villain. I, I saw him more as a villain. Um, Toby Jones, I consider as a villain as well. Um, I know some people mention about Q, but I could definitely see that happening. Um, but yeah, we could, we could go on and on with villains like Peter Cabaldi, Peter Cabaldi and, you know, all sorts. I, I was thinking like some like proper, you know, English or Scottish actors as well. So I was thinking like even Rupert Everett or Sam Neill, um, you know, to, to get them in like, one villains. Um, one person I tried to get in and I couldn't quite factor them in, but I think they're a fantastic ad. It's Lenny James. Um, woo. And I just didn't know whether I could get him as a Bond villain. Because I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, but Lenny James, I would want to get in somewhere. Um, I don't know if he's just me being another MI6 operative that assists and create a new character for him. But yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. want to get him into a British production. <laughs> you know what? If, if Felix Leiter didn't have to be American, yeah. it'd be him. Yeah. That is, that's exactly my thought. Um, but yeah. I didn't want to cast necessarily British. Oh, if he can do an American He can, accent, and he's done it. Um, but I want him to be British. I want him to have his British accent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so did you guys cast any other characters that I'm not familiar with? Um, any henchmen or iconic <clears throat> villains or anybody else? Henchman uh, one. Henchman you know number what? one, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking about, like, I didn't, but thinking about it, like, if you don't have, you know, somebody like, I don't know, like, they missed a trick not having, uh, when they had Dave Bautista in one of the recent Bond yeah. films, they missed the trick. He should have been Jaws. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm like, you can't you can't throw Jason Momoa a bone mm-hmm. and say, hey, bro, you're like, just go ham. Just, just have fun. 
be you know be craven the hunter but hunting james bond mm-hmm. <laughs> just whatever right um yeah i mean a bond villain to me a bond villain can be not the main villain but like the henchman can be almost on par with like a bond girl yeah yeah i mean i i definitely have someone who could play a henchman and take it through a few films. Something like uh, somebody like Frank Grillo, I think. Oh yeah, he really could good, be a really yeah. strong number two. He could be Felix. Yeah, he could. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I think he could play a really good number two to a villain over a number of movies. Yeah, like going out and doing certain things, almost <clears> getting <throat> Bond but not quite, but then never really interacting, having much fight time until a few movies in. Mm. So, if I was directing James Bond, I'd put Sam Hyman in there just to kill him off in five seconds. <laughs> in the worst and most horriblest way, because he keeps killing people in my films, so he needs another <laughs> <weapons. laughs> Okay, um, any final... And then have someone someone film the whole thing behind the scenes, because I guarantee you that day of filming will be James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, any final thoughts on James Bond the reboot? Anything else you guys want to mention? I think I think we've got a great cast there for a friend, you know, for our reboot. For a number of movies, yeah. Great villains there that could play lots of different characters, you know, from over the years. So, well, yeah, we'll put this out to the internet. We'll share it around. Hopefully some people will listen, mm-hmm. take up our ideas and start signing these people up and start putting together this <laughs> uh, this reboot sooner rather than later. But uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that stop motion cat idea in space. Do it. You know what? I, I, I can't lie, right? That's going to be fast. That's going to be fast. shit right there. Yeah. That'll be fast. Ten. I can't lie, right? There was one person who I thought of for Felix, but I was just like, hell no. This person can't. This person would be great, but they can't do it. At the same time, they'd be either the best thing in it or the worst thing in it. He's really trying to get Donald Glover. Cast, aren't you? Go on. He's going to say like Kevin Hart, isn't he? No, I said Donald Glover. Oh, Donald Glover. Yeah. Ooh. I actually had him down. I actually had him down for Felix. Yeah. I think that could be awesome. No, that would be amazing, mm-hmm. actually. But I actually thought, that I had him down thought. for Felix, but then I considered him more as a Bond villain. Mm. Um, and I actually wanted to well, have like a bigger do, role that do, way. He could do both. Or, or Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, gentlemen. It's an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed that. That was uh, that was really really good. Um, if people want to debate and catch you guys on social media, uh, or if you've got anything to promote, um, whether it's a company you work for or whatever you might be doing, you need to get it out there into the world. Where can people find you, and what do you want to talk about? Greg, we'll start with you. Um, you can find me on. Um instagram and twitter on board gamers greg and i'm really going to promote at the moment so cool someone else get crazy uh neil uh well you can find me on the neil coppin on instagram or if you want to see exactly like how much redecorating i'm doing on my home you can follow me on uh savvy chic and the geek on instagram which is me and my partner's account of us demolishing and rebuilding a house. <laughs> the epic journey. Uh, Lee, what about yourself? Hey, from your Twitter at journey81. Cool. And Sasha. Who's on mute? 
<laughs> you can find me on Sashman3 on Twitter. And if you like retro games, sign up to Antstream Arcade, where you can find lots of old arcade classics and stuff. www.antstream.com. Download the app, which I did to my phone, my Android. Uh, Great app. Um, I've been playing some retro games and Sash has been working there for a long time and it was just one of the things I never got down to. I did it a couple of months ago. Very addictive, um, which is one of the reasons I probably shouldn't have downloaded it because it eats away hours. <laughs> 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 hours and I don't even realize. So it's taking away time from TikTok and that's, that's something. So, um, well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, whether you've watched on uh, YouTube, so you can catch all our podcasts on YouTube. Um, please make sure you do subscribe to our channel, uh, hit the likes. Um, we really appreciate that. And definitely share it to anybody, um, you know, who you know film fans. But if, if you're listening um, on the podcast, um, yep, you can find this podcast on any major podcast platform. We are on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, Audible, and Good Pods. Um, Good Pods is a great app for po- uh, podcasts, especially independent podcasts. And we are number one for TV and film on Good Pods for all podcasts. So thank you very much to all our listeners and everybody for that. We really, really appreciate the support. And um, that's it. So until next time. Oh, actually, catch me on Twitter at Kenan Talks Film. I need to say that. I um, started getting some love from some people with ticks on Twitter, so I am enjoying I am enjoying the recognition. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Much appreciate your support as always. And until next time, peace out. Peace. <laughs>